You know that one friend who insists a glass of wine can fix everything? Knowing damn well that it can't. But she just loves the idea that anything is better with wine. I am she. She is me. Welcome to the Nothing Wine Can't Fix podcast. A podcast where we talk growth, femininity, fellowship, and transparency. And I'm your host, Mandy Nicholas. Let's get into today's episode. Hey y'all, hey. I hope y'all got y'all glasses poured. Can y'all hear my smile? I'm so excited to be behind this mic. By the way, I did get a new mic and I got some headphones and I really, really, really wanted this episode to be a video episode. I like, I literally have my studio why not it's my studio it's my third bedroom that I've turned into an office slash recording (laughs) space and so like I'm chilling right now on my couch you know I got my favorite pillow uh, resting on my legs and um, I have this nice setup and I really wanted to give you guys video so I'm recording video I'm recording trailers and it just didn't work it's just not working it's not that I'm trying to be a perfectionist it's just (laughs) technology wise I'm not, it's just not working. So anybody who got a video podcast, hit me up. I have some questions because I really want to transition my podcast to video. And so I was really going to use that as an excuse. I was, I'll admit it, to not release an episode. And um, God is like, what we're doing, that's not what we're doing. We're in a new season. And so I have to be obedient and do what God wants me to do and not what I want to do, not what my emotions want to do or not what the circumstances or the situation. It has to be what God wants me to do. And so I won't despise small beginnings and I will just do what I'm told to do. And so y'all going to only get the audio for this episode, but I promise y'all, I promise, promise, promise y'all, me and Jesus going to get this thing right to where I can get in front of y'all faces. Because I just feel like y'all need to see this energy. Y'all need to see this smile. Y'all need to see my hand gestures. Y'all need to see my movement. Like, I really be in my zone behind this microphone. Did that rhyme? Bars? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah. So, unfortunately, this won't be a video podcast. However, I will again admit that I probably recorded this episode maybe, like, twice because y'all I was so nervous to do it um I'm going to share with you guys um my experience with my 40-day fast that happened earlier um this year and so because of that fast I'm really being intentional and really really trying to be obedient to what God wants me to do and so some things have changed I have changed in some great ways uh and I wanted to share that with you guys and so now I don't talk to y'all unless I talk to Jesus before I would just fly off at the mouth and uh, God's like hey 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 we can't do that no more baby girl so um I do everything by talking to Jesus so you know uh the conversation is like hey G so you know we got to go back to doing this podcast and um I want to do it your way so how we gonna do it and um God's like hey they don't know you and I'm like yeah they know me you're talking they know Holloway what come on they know Holloway and God's like no 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 they don't know you they know what you have shown them they don't know the girl who is um who is my child I'm just gonna wrap it up that way because I don't want to get into the story just yet they don't know you and I'm like well I felt like God was low-key telling me like hey are you ashamed of me 
They're like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of the salvation. <laughs> and God's like, hey, I need you to really be you. You have to really share, you know, who you are to the core and what you are giving is not what you is not who you are. Uh, as far as how I see you, how I've created you. And I'm like, okay, so what you want me to do? Uh, and <laughs> did that sound like I had an attitude with Jesus? I did. I low-key did. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so what you want me to do? And so he wants me to tell you guys about him. And I said, well, they know the goodness about you. They know who you are. They know who you are. And he's like, no, 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 no. Tell them how you and I became one, how you and I became BFFs, how I first entered into your heart. Tell them the backstory, okay? Because some people don't know how tight me and you are. They don't know. And a part of it could be because you are ashamed of me. I'm like, I can never be ashamed of the Lord because he has done wonders for me, okay? But he did reveal some things to me in that fast. And so I have to share with you guys uh, how Jesus and I became BFFs. And actually, I'm nervous, but I'm excited at the same time. And I'm so, when I look back on it, the way he strategically came into my life was just absolutely amazing. And then the other part, too, that makes me nervous is because what I have to share, I have never shared um, in public. I think a few of my closest friends, they know, but they don't even know all the details. They don't know the ins and outs. Only me, Jesus, and my therapist, right? And so uh, I have to share the story. And so I'm going to try my best to not give too many details. But you know me. I got to make it fun. I got to make it, you know. So, so y'all don't turn off y'all uh, audio, whatever y'all listening to. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, let me start by saying that I have been lying to you guys. <laughs> so anytime, well, no, because sometimes y'all be assuming, okay? Anytime someone asks me, you know, how I came to know Christ or how did I become this woman of God, uh, I always say like oh you know my father was a pastor uh and my mother in my household baby she always screamed the name Jesus so I watched this lady um uh worship and praise in our house I watched her pray she is a praying woman and so essentially I'm going to you know be like okay who's this Jesus who's this man named Jesus and so people would either assume that I knew Jesus through my parents or I would low-key lie and say that <laughs> I know God because um my father's a pastor and my mother was a praying woman I should say and so that's not true because that's not me knowing God that's me um knowing of God and it's kind of like someone's like hey oh yeah I know Holloway no you don't know me you know of me it's two different things and so I knew of God. I knew that he was this man that is just absolutely amazing, according to my parents, okay? And uh, that was me knowing of him. How I came to know God was through pain. And so I'm going to do my best. I promise y'all I'm going to do my best to make this a quick episode and give y'all as much juice or much, much tea, I guess that's a new thing, much tea as I possibly can uh, to paint this picture. So I've always been like, no, I haven't. I'm going, I'm, no, that's not true. So, <laughs> 
So when I was younger, I didn't like the fact that I was super sensitive. Like, y'all, I am overly sensitive. I'm just going to be honest. I'm overly sensitive. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm very vulnerable. But now at 36, I think it's very beautiful to be vulnerable. I think it's very beautiful to express your true self, right? Uh, and But when I was younger, I did not like that I was super sensitive. Like, I was a crybaby. Like, I cried about everything, if my mama yelled at me, I'm crying. If my mama yelled at me, then go get the bill. I'm definitely boohoo crying. <laughs> uh, you know, as a young child, you know, I did get into some fist fights and I would cry before, during and after the fight. Don't get it twisted. I'm undefeated. OK, <laughs> uh, but I always cry. Like if I saw someone else crying, I'm going to cry. If I can just sense that something is wrong with somebody, I'm going to cry. And I hated that about me because people view me as weak. Now, the ones who ran up on me and got chin check, they realized that's not true. <laughs> but people viewed me as weak. And, you know, looking back on it, people did take advantage of that. And people to this day still try to take advantage of my softer side. And so um, being weak, you know, in society, it says like, or if you're crying or or if you cry or if you show like you shouldn't show your your weakness, I should say. That's how I want to say it. Because as I tell if you cried and you're weak and um, that's just nothing you want to expose. But now I understand like if I show you who I am and you take advantage of that, whatever plot plan you got going on, I'm covered anyway. So it's not going to even come to pass. The weapons will form. but They will not prosper. That's why I'm at with it now. But back then being younger, like people really tried my life. And so I didn't like to be this vulnerable person. But what I always knew about me is that I was always attracted to love, right? I always just enjoyed love stories. I love reading love poems. I love anything that had anything to do with love. That I knew for sure about me. And so um, fast forward, okay, uh, you're in high school. You get with your high school sweetheart. And the funny thing about this one is because I actually liked him first, which never happens. Okay. Now I'm not saying I was a one in high school. Okay. I played basketball. So, um, I won't go as far as say I wasn't easy on the eye, but your girl was still had not yet reached her peak. <laughs> so the guy who I dated in high school, I actually liked him. Shout out to my homegirl, Felicia. Felicia, I'm going to talk about you in this episode. Okay. But you know, it's all love. And so I remember, uh, we all, all three of us had the same class, uh, me, Felicia and the guy. And so, uh, I said, Felicia, Hey, hmm, oddly enough, but I think I like such and such. And she's like, you do. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that weird? Like he not even my type. Uh, but he had a girlfriend cool beans so what I did was I was like you know what I'm just gonna chill out it but every time I, I looked at him I'm like nah uh-uh Felicia girl I like him like this is so weird so now me and Felicia is on guard ra- waiting for him and the girl to break up <laughs> so I'm like Felicia you check in with me you let me know the minute they break up I believe I wholeheartedly believe that somehow some way he found out I think Felicia probably low-key told him like hey Holloway like you and then oh no I remember what happened was she asked him was he still in that relationship and he was like yeah I think he asked why and it came out I don't know how but he found out that I liked him now I'm going to believe that he liked me too because weeks later he and the girl had broke up (laughs) 
But I'm not gonna lie, I was waiting on guard because the minute they broke up, I was on ready. You hear me? I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to get that one. Which is so funny because I never was like <laughs> checking for guys like that. I just wasn't. I played basketball. Bless basketball was like my thing, right? I, that was that was my focus. And so I ended up getting <laughs> I ended up getting with the guy. And I was just like, awesome, amazing. It was it was the quietness of him that I was attracted to. So I'm like, okay, great. Quiet guy. Uh <laughs> so funny. So yeah, so we started dating. And um, it was good. He was very patient. That was another thing I liked about him. He was patient because I think in the midst of that <laughs> relationship in high school, I think he broke up with me like three times, y'all. And I'm like, buddy, you can't keep doing this. Like, <laughs> I, how many times are you going to have to tell me you don't want me? <laughs> like, this is what I waited for, for you to keep dumping me? Like, <laughs> but I, I, I won't say he had no reason to. Here's the thing. I'm a, I had a very, um, flirtatious spirit I had a pretty smile I had nice hair and I had a way with words I, I just did I remember this guy in college told me like I got a mouthpiece on me and I'm like what is a mouthpiece and he was like you got game and I'm like oh I do okay thank you <laughs> but I, I always had a way with words and so if you saw me like in the hallway talking to another guy from a distance it looked like what is Holloway doing don't she ain't she with and people want to open their mouths and run their mouths. And so Buddy broke up with me. I remember he broke up with me in fifth period and got back with me in seventh period. Like, Buddy, you don't want to lose me. Knock it off. Like, get over your feelings. <laughs> so anywho, fast forward. And then we go off to college. Oh, my gosh. We go off to college. He uh, goes to a whole nother. <sighs> he moves to a different time zone. His college is in a different time zone. And so because I stayed on the East Coast, he went on the West Coast time just wasn't on our side because I'm playing sports so I played basketball in college and so if you already three hours this three hour difference uh phone calls are now uh not happening text messages are not being returned it was just a it just didn't work but we did I believe we did our best to try to stay in communication. And the crazy part about it is that no one broke up with no one. Like he didn't call me and say, hey, we got to break up. I didn't call him and say, hey, we got to break up. Nobody did that. It was the communication that pretty much sealed the deal for the relationship. And so what happened was, no, actually, uh-uh, hold on. Check, let me check this. Hold on. Actually, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'll be honest. Okay, so the communication did sell it. But what happened was we stayed in communication with each other because in my heart, that was white picket fence. He was in game. Like, okay, college, it didn't work for us. Cool, that's fine. We'll get back together because those were the years I was looking forward to, actually. And so um, what happened was I had called him one night. We was on the phone and we were just talking. I heard girls cackling. I'm like, who is that cackling? Like, you, you know Hollywood don't play these games. Who is that? And then he's like, oh, you know, they for my roommates, blah, 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 blah. And then fast forward, he tells me he went or he was going on a date or something so of course you get a little sad because you're just like oh man the relationship is officially over like you knew it was over but now you know like it's officially over and petty me see baby I was petty before petty was a thing because buddy went on a date and I jumped in a whole new relationship <laughs> oh my god so here I am I got a whole new man y'all a whole new man and um but the thing was I kept white picket fits at a 
at a distance. Like I kept him at bay because he was in game. And so we still communicated, even though I got into this relationship, we still communicated. Birthdays were still being acknowledged. Anniversaries were still being acknowledged. Valentine's Day was still being acknowledged. All of those things were still being acknowledged because there was an understanding that I love you. You love me. I care for you. You care for me. At the end of the day, this is going to get back. We're going to get back together. Right. On my side, I, I should say, I won't speak for him, but that's what he was giving. He was giving those vibes. So I'm going to go ahead and believe that. <laughs> so, because I played basketball and I remember I went, uh, we played the school where in the city he was living because he hadn't came back. He came back from um, California and he moved back, he moved back to Florida. So I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. But what happened was y'all, I got caught up with the new boy and I was like, uh, I guess, you know, I'll give this a go for a little bit. I don't know why I did that, but whatever. So, um, and I remember he came to one of my basketball games and I went to go play in the city he lived in. So we always stayed connected. Like we, it was always there. Um, fast forward, I graduated from college and then I break up with my college boyfriend cause he ended up cheating on me. I really didn't care cause white picket fence was in game. As far as I'm concerned, he was just a filler. And so what happened was white picket fence gets into a relationship. Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> You don't do that. That was, I, I do that. So he gets into a relationship and y'all went through hell and high water in that relationship. I'm not going to lie. But I was willing to do that because he was my end game. So anybody that he had got with, they were a filler. And I'm like, what is this about? What happened was, so now what year are we in? So this is now 2008, 2009 ish, I would say. 2000, no, 2008. Because what happened was, he and I, we're going back and forth. We're still communicating. We're still talking, still expressing feelings. Love you, love you too. He got a whole girlfriend. He got a whole girlfriend. And I know that sounds really, really bad, but I promise y'all, I did not care because he was in game for me. Like I was there first. These girls are just here until he and I had the perfect time to get back together. That was my thought process. And it is what it is. So, um, um, what happened? So he being the nice guy that he is, he had called me one day and he's like, Hey, um, I got to stop talking to you. Oh God. What, what stupidity is this that you willing to risk me? Like, excuse me. <laughs> and he's like, I got, I got to stop talking to you. And I remember I was on the phone. And I was, I went slap off. I'm like, are you serious? I was here first. Like, da, 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 da. she don't mean nothing. I remember it was so funny. And he, he's trying to be a nice guy. He's like, man, it's too much. So he cut me off y'all. <laughs> he cut me off. And I was so pissed off. I'm like, really really willing to risk me because like nobody you are my white picket fence you're in game but ain't god funny because what my plans were were not god's plans okay so i moved to dc now this is how obsessed i was with this person i moved to dc i just upped and moved i was working in tampa and I remember I was working at City, um, City Group. They changed the name to City. And I was a money laundering analyst. And all I did was just watch people's bank accounts to make sure they wasn't laundering any money. Isn't that crazy? But I learned a lot about banking information and all that stuff. And I remember I was talking to my homeboy, Adrian. And I was like, hey, Adrian, I want to move. I don't want to be in Tampa anymore. And I don't know if it was because I was feeling the vibes from the fact that he cut me off and he was literally like an hour or something away and I could just jump in my car and go see him. But that wasn't an option. Although I did that plenty of times. Okay. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so um it was no longer an option I should say and so I don't know if I was feeling that or what but I was like you know what I'm about to move and so I told Adrian I'm like Adrian dude I think I'm gonna move I want to move and he's like okay where you gonna move to 
I was like, I don't know. So what we literally did was we pulled out a map. I kid you not. We pulled out the United States map. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to close my eyes. And wherever my finger land on, I'm going to move there. Like, that's how... That's how I am, and that's how I was at that time. And so I landed, like, northeast, so I decided to go with, like, um, what? Oh, DMV. So funny story, though, is when I decided to move to the DMV area, I, y'all, and please don't, ju- please don't judge me, that's when I discovered that D.C. was the nation's capital. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Be quiet, I know. And I was like, oh, because I, I remember I had called my sister Ash, and I was like, Ash, did you know DC was the nation's capital? And she hung up on me. Because <laughs> Ash is like a bookworm. She's a nerd. She's smart. She hung up on me. And I'm like, hey, did you hang up on me? She was like, yeah, because I don't have time for stupidity. <laughs> and I didn't know that. And so that's how I actually learned all the nation, not the nations, I mean, all the state capitals. Because I'm like, hey, you know what? let me just see some other stuff so I you know started studying states and then what is like what is their capital I know right so funny but I have no shame in my game whatever so uh, I moved to DC mind y'all though because white picket fence was my end game I had him on my vision board okay so I'm building this story up so y'all can understand how Jesus came into play so I move in I moved to DC with do on my vision board because I'm like I'm going to manifest him. Okay. <laughs> one thing about it, two things for sure. I'm going to manifest that one. And so, cause I just knew, I just knew what we could have become. I just knew like, you couldn't tell us nothing. I just knew like, baby, we was going to be a power couple. Like it was just, I just knew it. I just knew we was going to sit at the table and tell our kids how mommy and daddy fell in love in high school. I just knew it. I like, you couldn't tell me. That's why I wasn't phased by the girls he had got with. So what happened was I moved to DC he on my vision board I think about him time to time but remind y'all he hadn't cut me off um and I just chalked it up to him being um chalked it up to him being stupid so (laughs) I'm in DC uh I leave my comfort zone of Tampa because when I was living in Tampa I was living good I was making good money uh at that time money was good I was making good money and uh, I was living with my two sisters and so my rent was like $300 because I had the smallest room like I was living good I was good right And I left all of that and I moved to Washington, D.C. I did. When I got to D.C., I had applied to grad school. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go to grad school. So I applied to grad school and I went to UDC. I never knew UDC was a school, University University of the District of Columbia. Never knew that was a school. Anyways, I applied there. I got in. I didn't even do my research on the school. I just picked the school, said I need some financial aid until I find a job because I was living off my savings, blah, 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 blah. So I moved to D.C., uh, I lived in DC the first three months with no job. So I'm really going through my savings at this point. Finally, I get a job interview on the way to the job interview. I get hit by a car. Like, not me, my body. <laughs> I got into a car accident, I should say. And the lady had to hit my car so bad though, y'all, that I had to put it into the repair shop. And this is where I feel like Jesus flashed himself at me and gave me a taste of what was to come. So I'm living in D.C., and I get into this car accident, and the lady hit my car, got to put in a repair shop. And so I had to get a rental car from Enterprise, y'all. So I get this rental car from Enterprise, and then uh, I live with a girl. I rented a room from, from a girl I found on Craigslist during the process of moving to D.C. Ouch. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. I think I burped and said it's all right at the same time, but whatever. So I'm human. Uh, <laughs> And I hit the mic. Sorry. Okay. So I'm living in DC and um, I rent a room from a girl 
off of Craigslist. I, I got this all set up because Ashley, my sister, we moved, we uh, drove to D.C. and then she flew back. So I moved to D.C. and uh, where I moved to, there was a track that was this, you know, like high school track, f- track and field, Bob. It was a track and it was also a uh, soccer field. And a lot of people went to go play soccer and a lot of people worked out at this track and, at this field or on the track. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm gaining a little weight. I'm eating because D.C. has some really, yo, D.C. got some good food they got this mumbo sauce oh heavenly father we thank you like <laughs> dc got some really good food so now i'm gaining a little weight and i'm like you know i gotta work out i can't be gaining no 15 20 pounds i had gained like a nice 10 pounds and it looked good on me but i i i'm not, i never liked that body type i just did not for me i i didn't uh and so what happened is i'm running this track or whatever one particular day i decided to drive the runner car to the track right I drive the car to the runner track, to the runner track. I drive the car, to, I drive the runner car to the track and I put the key in my pants and I go work out. Now it's time to go home, y'all. I ain't got the key. Holloway done lost the key. So I'm like, where is this key? Now I'm tripping because I told you I was blowing through my savings, right? So now I call Enterprise and I say, hey, Enterprise, I don't got your key. I done lost it. They tell me it's going to be $350 to uh, replace. $350? Bro, I don't have that for you. Like, you know how you got money in your savings, but you base your life off your checking. So if your checkings don't look like that, then you broke. That's how it was. I'm like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not doing that. I cannot do that. So I went back home, um, living with the girl. And I tell her, I'm like, yo, girl, I lost my key. $350 ain't got it I don't know why my silly self thought she was gonna offer it <laughs> Child, not DC girls baby they don't play them games she was like oh what you gonna do when she said that I knew then girl you ain't got no heart of gold so <laughs> so I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do so that car set for set there for a week now I was very nervous about it because y'all when I moved in when I the very first night I moved into my place where I live you know how DC builders is like they like inside hotels if that makes sense like the I don't know you have to go into a building to get to the apartment versus like living in Florida your door is outside yeah the door to your apartment is inside the building so there's that one door that gets you into the building and I remember as I was moving in and out I put a jug of bleach by that door the building door to get in and out baby I came back my bleach was gone I said this is a war zone I, why, why am I here y'all still in bleach so I just knew they was gonna steal that car and I'm like oh my gosh please don't let this car get stolen I'm not if I don't want to give up 350 I dang sure ain't got no money to pay for no car I'm not doing it y'all I kid y'all not so now I gotta work out because I gotta check on this car every day so I check on this car every day I'm working out and then one particular day y'all mm, 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 lord jesus one particular day there was this man, there was this man, y'all, Hispanic man, never forget it, he had no shirt on, had the little, um, the little swim short trunks on, uh, dark brown hair, I never forget it, I was running the track, and he was running also, but he was on the opposite side of me, which means we had to pass each other as we ran this track, and every time I passed this man, something in me said, he got your key, I had never seen this man, never talked to this man, nothing. Mind you, there is a lot of people out there playing soccer. They, people with their kids, they got a whole soccer thing going on. People running on a track, people working out in their own little way. There were plenty of people out there. But this one particular man, 
I ran past him every time we passed each other. I felt it. He got your key. He got your key. Now this time I'm listening to um, what's the song? Let's get back to eating. Live on top of the world. Cause now I need Jesus. I don't know him, but I know of him. And at this point, I know he do miracles, and I need him to do a miracle to give me this key back, right? And so, uh, every time, y'all, every time, every, every time I think about this story, oh my heart cries. It's just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Every time I pass this man. I feel he got my key, but my silly self don't say nothing to the man. I go back home and thinking about this man, I'm like, what? I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. I go back the next day. That same man is there at the exact same time as me. We running this track again. Every time I passed him, y'all, he got your key. He got your key. I'm ignoring it. He got your key. I'm ignoring it. Finally, I stopped and I paced myself because I was very shy back then, like, uh, which is so weird. But, yeah, I was shy, very timid. And I really didn't like to just walk up on people and have conversations because, one, you don't know how they're going to respond. But, two, that was just not my energy. I just that just wasn't me. Now, you know, I can engage every once in a while with a stranger. And so <laughs> I'm pacing back and forth, y'all, for about 10 minutes. Like, OK, how am I going? How am I going to do this? How am I going to get this key? Uh, what do I say? Excuse me, sir. Do you have my key? Mm, nah, that ain't gonna work. I gotta be nice and kind because I don't know what he gonna do. He could be back crap crazy, right? So I'm like, uh, does he have my key? Do you have my key, sir? Excuse me, sir. Maybe I smile. People always said I had a pretty smile. I'm gonna smile. Maybe I use this flirtatiousness. No, they need to do none of that because the 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 feeling I had says he had my key. Now, mind you, I'm saying feeling because at this point I didn't know the things that Jesus. I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know the things that Jesus could do for me. I knew what he did for other people, but he had never done nothing like this for me. And so, uh, and this was with me not even praying to God. I didn't even pray and say, God, can you please help me get this key? Like, I'm just going to listen to the gospel music and believe that you're going to hear me. You're going to fall from heaven, sing your angel, and give me my key, right? So I'm pacing. How do I do this? How do I do this? So I get ready to go and say, uh, excuse me, sir, do you have my key? But something in me said, don't say do. Because if you say do, then you are implying that you are unsure. And what you feel you are sure of, that he has your key. So don't go walk over there and say, do you have my key? You go over there and say, can I have my key? And I'm like, that's not my attitude. That's not my MO. Oh, no, I don't. Uh-uh. But every time I wanted to say, do you have my key? It just didn't feel right to me. It felt like I was now hindsight is twenty twenty. I was doubtful that what God had told me, what God was telling me, you know, through my spirit. Um, and so I did it, y'all. I walked up to the man and I said, excuse me, sir, can I have my key? And that man said, is it a car key to the Mitsubishi Galan? Oh, Father God, hallelujah, let me tell you, boy, 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 boy. Y'all, I, I didn't know what to do with myself because it was like, how in God's name, out of all, and that, that field was packed. How in God's name was it this man that I was drawn to, that I knew had my key? Y'all, I felt like that was Jesus saying like, hey, let me introduce myself. I'm Jesus, and you might want to get on the right team. And then Jesus dipped. But that wasn't the only thing Jesus did for me in um, D.C. Now, while I lived in D.C., I worked at this tennis center. Um, this, it was right around the corner from um, University of Maryland. And it was a tennis center that everybody wanted to go because that's where I guess the training was very intense. That's where Serena and Venus used to train. So people will always wait to see if they come to the tennis center. I, they never came when I was there. Let me just say that. OK. Um, and so I was working there. But there was this man, uh, this African man. He was there and he just took 
a liking to me and not like in no foolishness way. He just took a liking into me to like make sure I was good. Like make sure nothing happens to me while I lived in D.C. Because I moved to D.C. with nobody. I didn't know nobody. None of that. I moved to D.C. I just up and left. And this man was he protected me. He he made sure I was good. Like he made sure I was fed. Like because I was working at the sentence and I think I was making like twelve dollars an hour, y'all. But I was in school, so financial aid was helping. And I had my parents at the time too to help me, you know, if I needed it. But this man, he just he was just like there. Like he was there. Oh my gosh, he was so there. And so I um when I left, I had no contact with that man. I had never seen him again or anything, but I wholeheartedly believe that he was just my angel while I was in DC. Like God put him in my life to make sure like, Hey, nothing happens to her. And he used him to make sure nothing happened to me. I just wholeheartedly believe that. Cause that man made sure I was good. Like I remember I had got sick and I called like, um, what's those things called? Assist those things. I had one on my leg and it was so bad. I had to get like antibiotics and that man made sure I was good. So I was sad that I had lost contact with him when um, I moved back home because I did leave D.C. D.C. was too cold, baby. Like, I wasn't prepared to live in the cold. I had no snow tires. I'm slipping and sliding all over the D.C. streets. My silly self called, thought <laughs> my silly self thought that if I turned to my windshield wipers, it would wipe the snow off. Child. <laughs> Them flimsy windshield wipers. <laughs> Them things broke. And then my battery went dead because I didn't let my car uh, run before I started. So I had to call my mama. Like, D.C., y'all, D.C. was the trenches for me. I, uh, oh, my God, D.C. was the trenches because I had got kicked out of the girl apartment because her boyfriend called me slim one day. And I guess D.C. girls ain't vibing with that. My man ain't even called no other girl, no nickname. And she was like, sis, I don't feel comfortable with you living here because her man had came back from the army. And she was like, you got to go. All right cool so I ended up getting my own apartment I had to call up and resources get my own apartment and I had a one one fourteen hundred dollars let me just get that out the way it was fourteen hundred dollars for a one one and I money wasn't hitting like that like I had no furniture I slept in a blow-up bed y'all like I'm telling y'all all this stuff I never really told people this stuff I slept in a blow-up bed y'all and I remember I had to shower in the cold because it was so cold in DC that the pipes wasn't working and can you imagine like living in that type of uh, weather and then you got to take a cold shower and then you got to go sleep on a blow up mattress. Oh God. But I believe, well, I'll tell you what I believe in a, in a minute. So um, <laughs> DC was the trenches for me. DC was the trenches for me. So I moved back home and when I moved back home, I lost contact with the man. Y'all, I found a man on Instagram a year ago. And I told my husband, I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, that's such and such. And, y'all, I literally cried a little bit because I remember what that man had did for me when I lived in D.C. I remember how he made sure I was safe when I lived in D.C. And I immediately DM'd him. I was like, hey, oh, my gosh, how are you doing? Like, I was just so, my spirit was so happy. And so we had a conversation. And, lo and behold, y'all, the man lived in freaking uh, Delray Beach, and he was, he'd been living there, I think he said like the past 10 years. Y'all, I was living in Boynton Beach. If you're from Palm Beach, you know how close Delray and Boynton Beach is. I'm low-key kind of upset that we was that close and I had never had any contact with him. So, cause now I'm living in Georgia. So it's like, oh my gosh. And his son is doing great. I remember his son. He was the uh, little boy who used to play at the tennis center. Now he a professional tennis player. Y'all, I was just, oh my God, my soul was so happy to re- reconnect with this man. And I was just like, oh my God, thank you so much for what you did for me when I was in DC. Cause that man made 
sure I was good. And how I sign is 2020 because one thing about God, when he got his hands on you, even when you don't know it, he gonna make sure that the people are that are around you, he put there. Because everybody that was around me in D.C. were of God. You get what I'm saying? Like, I met two girls who went to this church. I ended up going to their church. Like, he made sure that uh, I was surrounded by his people. And so looking back on D.C., I believe that um, when I lived in Tampa, God couldn't get to me. And he couldn't get to me because I was wilding now. I'm around here running by white picket fence. I'm around here clubbing, drinking, smoking, doing whatever I shouldn't be doing. And God is like, "Uh uh-uh, I need her. That one I need. And so I believe I got pulled out of Tampa to go to D.C. so God could introduce himself to me. But that's not even all God did, because by this time I haven't had no encounter with God. Like an encounter is different. An encounter is life changing. We're going to talk about the encounter. OK, but I felt like that was God introduction to me to be like, hey, listen, I'm not the one to be played with. I am the one and not the two. You might want to ride with me. You might want to. Right. And so I was like, cool. But Jesus had done did what he did. And then he dipped on me. And I feel like he's like, hey, I need you to seek me, though. This can't be no one-way relationship. This is a two-way relationship. You got to seek me also. I can't be coming in and dropping miracles and dropping blessings, and you won't even get to know me. You can't get to know me intimately. You're not reading my word. You're not hanging out, hanging around with Christ like people. I can't do that. You ain't fasting. You ain't praying. This ain't going to be no one-way relationship, baby. I'm not. We're not going to do that. Sorry, I hit the mic. Um, <laughs> so Jesus dipped on me. Jesus had done dipped because he wanted me to seek him. So. I moved back to uh, Palm Beach. Now I'm in Palm Beach. I'm living with my mother. I transferred school. So I, I was getting my graduate degree from UDC. But when I moved back home, I decided to go back to um, my undergrad college, which was St. Leo University. And I got my MBA in HR, right? So, I, <laughs> so I'm in Palm Beach. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move back to Tampa. But in Palm Beach, I had met a guy. And... I'm like, hey, I'm moving to Tampa. What you want to do? And he's like, okay, I'm going to move with you. So we moved to Tampa. Now, here comes White Picket Fence. Somehow, some way, White Picket Fence and I, we reconnect. So now I'm like, excited. I'm not going to front y'all. I was like, yes. See, he know. He know. Don't do Holloway. He know Holloway. Listen, you 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 know what you know what home is. Like, that was my attitude, right? <laughs> So then he and I reconnected. Now I'm back. I want to have from him. Now at this point, I got my own wheels, baby. But I got a dude. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And I think by this time he had and broke up with the girl who I went through hell and high water with. So now he's single. But now I'm entertaining the guy. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't keep playing this game back and forth. Because now this is year 2010, I want to say. Mind you, we started in high school. What? What? How many years is this? What? Six, seven? Like, yeah dang so now I'm like you know what I'm not gonna play this game Holloway you know who you want you know how you feel you know you still love the guy won't you just make your move so what happened was the um the friends I had in Tampa they were like hey we're gonna go to such and such you want to come for the weekend of course I do buddy live in that city Uh uh-oh opportunity look at that window it's opening So I'm like, cool. And I had called Felicia because Felicia has been forever present during my time with this guy. She's always present in my relationships. <laughs> and so I called Felicia. I was like, Felicia, girl, listen, I'm about to go over here. I'm about to hang out. I'm about to see what the vibes is. And when I call you back, we're going to be back together. And she's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, girl, I got this. I got, come on. Now. You know that boy crazy about me. I got this, right? And so, <laughs> so I go to, uh, we go. 
that weekend we go over to where he lives and um Oh my god, I gotta stop hitting this mic, y'all. I gotta get used to this mic being in my face. So we go over there, and at this time, the, the girls who I was with, they was, I think they stayed at, I want, is it Gaylord? I don't know. They say at some fancy hotel, and so I didn't have to pay for it. Somebody else paid for it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll tag along, and I get to go see old boy. Yes, I had another boyfriend, but again, white picket fence was in game, which means I was not checking for nobody else. He was the end game. So I go over there, y'all, and they went white uh white water rafting. <laughs> Let you know what type of people they were. They that's not my type of sport. I'm not doing that. And so when they did that, I took it upon myself to hang out with him. So I, I think we spent the whole day together. We hung out, did some things. I ended up staying a night with him or whatever. Um and during that time, I felt I'm just going to speak for me because I was like, oh, he want me. He still want me. Perfect. Cool. Great. Awesome. Hello. Now, my y'all remember Jesus. Jesus was with me in D.C., but then Jesus dipped on me and I came back not even checking for Jesus. I done zoned in on old boy again. So <laughs> Jesus who? I'm just being honest. And so <laughs> uh, because because he was look, because I love the guy and I'm just you know, again, I love love. And I'm just like, he is going to be the one. He is the one. Like it is what it is. But ain't God funny. <laughs> so uh I'm over there, we hanging out, we having fun. And then um I go back home. Now what I did not do, y'all, and I had this window of opportunity. And I you know what? I don't know if he was probably I don't know if he was talking to somebody else. I don't know. I know he wasn't in a relationship. I know that. Or if he was, I ain't know. Okay. And so I went back home. What I did not do is express my feelings to the boy. I didn't do it. I, I pretty much just assumed that um was understood and need to be explained. That's what I did. And I also, if I'm being honest, was kind of overly confident and cocky in my position in his life. Because we always had this back and forth with each other. I'm like, oh, okay, so you feel I'm the one. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not like I was delusional, okay? <laughs> there were things happening in between our little timeline that you're like, okay, yeah, he he does love me. He, he do. Because unfortunately my niece had passed when I was a junior in um college my niece had passed and he showed up at the funeral mind you I I, I don't know how he found out I didn't tell him I, I don't remember but he showed up at the funeral and so what happened was my sister who daughter had passed she was like um Mandy such and such here and I was like what because mind y'all, I had a boyfriend at the time. My current boyfriend was at the funeral too. And so I was like, what? And I looked and I saw him. He loves me. It's special. <laughs> like that was, just, I'm like, oh, this boy wants me. Like you still, you still coming for me. We wasn't together, but it was just things like that. Or just the conversations that we had, or I, I, I wasn't delusional. Okay. So anyways, fast forward. So then I go back home, y'all. I called Felicia and I said, Felicia, girl, I went over there. We had a good time. I'm going to get a bat. I'm going to get a bat. I went back home and broke up with the current boyfriend. And I'm like, okay, all right, peace out. Got to go. White picket fence. I got to get him. I don't know. And I'm going to believe now hindsight is 2020 that he actually had somebody he was talking to. Because between me breaking up with my boyfriend and then finally getting the courage to make my move, Felicia called me. And Felicia was like, hey, um... So what's going on with you and so-and-so? And I was like, oh, man, girl, but I'm about to get him back. Why? She was like, hold that thought. 
never forget this story. I'm sorry, that was me hitting on my pillow because I'm just having a great time. She <laughs> Felicia was like, hold that thought. And I'm like, why? And she was like, he got a girlfriend. No. <laughs> I said, no, that's that's impossible. That's that's impossible. Because there was some time that that passed from me going over there and then coming back. But I did immediately break up with my boyfriend and I ended up moving in with my college roommate um, who became a really good friend of mine, who's still a great friend of mine. Shout out to Shima. I moved in with her and then she and I ended up moving into a two bedroom, a two, two, which was eight thirty five. All those were the days when you lived in Tampa, Florida and your rent was eight thirty five for a two, two baby. Now I find out he gets a girlfriend and y'all I'm like, this, this can't be happening this can't and so I had to test my gangster because again I had access to this guy and he had access to me and so I called him and he answered me back and so I mean he didn't he didn't call me back and I said no that can't be because one thing about buddy he gonna pick up these phone calls he got like a, a 48 hour window he gonna return a phone call and he gonna return a text y'all I called this man he answered I text this man he ain't text back I called Felicia. I said, oh, Felicia, I lost my man. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, girl, he ain't calling me back. He ain't texting me. I did, I have lost my man. I, and I knew it. I knew it because while I'm trying to make contact, buddy around here posting on Instagram with the new girl. At this point, I'm stalking your page. Now I'm like, who is she? Girl was very pretty. Very pretty girl. And I'm just like, who is she? He right here calling her babe, beautiful, my queen. Oh my god, oh my god, I'm about to have a heart attack. Like <laughs> I just and then I just became obsessed. I became obsessed with this person. I'm stalking, I'm stalking, I'm stalking. Now y'all, fast forward, okay. Now because I'm heartbroken. Okay. So now now we about to talk about this Jesus Jesus encounter. Okay. So now I'm heartbroken. So now I'm right here doing stuff I'm gonna be doing. Now my clubbing increases, now my drinking increases, now my smoking increases like I was just wilding out but I thank God for my roommate Sheila because she was like girl come on now like she was with me crying it was something she cried with me I'm like I don't know do she was like what is going on like I can't she was just such a sweet girl I love Sheila to death and uh, I'm like girl I don't know what to do she was like well won't you just call him and I'm, girl he not picking up what part of picking up don't you understand the pick or the up? Like, I almost snapped on her. <laughs> so now I'm just doing crazy stuff. So then I started, you know how when your heart, heart broke, you just find somebody else. So now I, I started dealing with this one guy. And this this one guy was cool. He was a really nice guy. And But what I had to deal with, like, it was baby mama drama galore. I knew something was wrong with me because I don't deal with baby mama drama. And I had to deal with his baby mama drama. And I'm just like, what? Uh-uh. But I was so broken from white picket fence moving on that I was like, I I just dealt with it. But the good thing about Buddy, um, the guy who I was mess, messing with, <laughs> the guy who I was talking to when I was living in Tampa, he knew that I didn't deserve what was happening. Because he would remind me, he's like, man, you don't, you better than this. Like, why are you dealing with this? And I'm low key, low key. He was trying to get me to understand, get me to see, like, you got too much value to be dealing with this foolishness. Like she ain't going away. Like she, she's carrying my child. This, this girl was pregnant at the time. And 
she's not going away and you should be going through this. I appreciate him because most dudes, they dogs and they nasty and they'll let you go through that baby mama drama and they find pride and their ego is boosted. Not this guy. This guy was really trying to tell me, Hey, leave me alone. Like, what are you doing? And so finally you do something that you don't even notice. You do something that you're like, Whoa, this is, what is going on now I'm really tripping off of a heartbreak now I'm really tripping and my roommate Shima she was the one who was like you should you know try therapy so um I go to therapy I tell this lady like hey ma'am um oh and by the way the dude with the baby mama drama he was also a man of God and we would talk about Jesus and everything his mama and everything um his mama was a really um nice woman woman of God very very cool woman and so the good thing about it is that as I look back hindsight 2020 on this path to my encounter with Christ, like everybody who was around me knew Jesus. There was nobody who was involved in any of this that didn't know Jesus. Okay. And so um, now my heart is broken. Now I'm like, dang, this dude really moved on. This dude really not answering my phone calls. This dude really not texting me back. Like I had no access to him and I always have access. I've been having access for many, many years. And now all of a sudden I ain't got access. I don't know how to operate like that because once I have my heart set on something or once I have a vision for my life, like if anything affects it, I got a problem I got a problem now I got to throw my dukes up <laughs> throw my dukes up girl please <laughs> you get what I'm saying so Shima was like um you know what you should go to therapy so I go to therapy now I'm pouring my heart out to this lady my therapist and boy listen I thank God for the therapist that I had because she was a woman of God so every how she handled me everything that she was teaching me came you hear me came from God's word that lady ain't never not talk about the word you hear me in my sessions with her she was such a woman of God and I thank God for that I thank God that that's who that that was my therapist doing my time because I hadn't lost my confidence y'all my self-esteem went down I was just like dude there's no way I I, I put in that time that's some years of going back and forth with this boy and for me to not get a return on my investment <sighs> Y'all, it crushed me. So anyway, so now I'm in therapist and, and therapist. Now I'm in therapy and my therapist is, you know, talking about God and, you know, God being love and X, Y, and Z. And so she told me to write the guy a love letter. And um, I did. And I was like, okay, now my use is like a week because I'm still emotional about it. So she's like, write the guy a love letter and then um, you'll burn it. I said, well, when do I burn it? She said, you'll know when to burn it. You will know. Your, your heart will tell you when to burn it. And I'm like, okay. But she was like, write the love letter to get it all out to get your closure because you're not going to get no closure with him. He done moved on, forgot about you, not going to get no closure. And the reason why the heartbreak was really um, intense for me was because it wasn't one of those breakups that was like bad. You know how some people break up from domestic violence or from cheating or from foolishness and it really just pains you. I felt like this was, uh, it was intense because it was drawn out, man. Like, oh my God, them years, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, this is not how it's, this is not how it's going to end. And I couldn't understand that. So I was low key making myself worse because I kept replaying it over my head, trying to feel like, dang, what I didn't do. Dang, should I have said that? Dang, da, 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 whatever. So now I'm around here. It, it was a mess. So, um, my therapist is just handling me with care or whatever. And so my therapist said, Hey, you know what, where are you with, um, with God? Like what, what does your faith look like? And I'm like, oh, I got faith in God. <laughs> Not really, but I do. Um, I'm not intentional with it. So she's like, you know, I encourage you to get around Christ like minded people. I encourage you to go to church. I encourage you to, you know, read your word and that's why Z. Cause you know God, your daddy's a pastor, your mama was a praying woman. You know God. You've had an interaction with God in DC. You know him. So don't act like you don't know him. What you're not gonna do is pretend like you don't know the man. Okay. So she's like, get around these people and just really, 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 really zone in on God. So um 
I took her advice and then I started going to church. And then it's one particular Sunday, the pastor started talking about the Holy Spirit, uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I ignored him because I heard baptism. And my father had already uh, baptized me and my sister Ashley in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. As far as I'm concerned, that was only baptism, right? Again, this is not, this is me not knowing, not knowing who really Jesus is. And so uh, what happened was, the Sunday, the man was looking at me. I'm like, why are you looking at me, dude? Don't be weird. Like, back up off me. <laughs> and so I called my dad. One good thing, well, three good things came out of this situation. Um, I got introduced to therapy. Um, I had my encounter with God. And then my father and I actually got uh, close because my father didn't grow up in our household because he and my mother had dis- uh, got a divorce. So now my father and I are talking because I had to call my dad and like, hey, dad, the pastor around here talking about uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. I thought you baptized me. And my dad's like, uh, girl, <laughs> now this is me paraphrasing. There's totally two different baptisms. There's a water baptism and then there's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh, didn't know that. So he introduced me to the book of Acts. I read the book of Acts and I was like, ooh, not for me. So I didn't go back to church. I didn't go back to church. I, I skipped like three Sundays or whatever. Now, mind you doing this three Sundays. <laughs> Chrisette Michelle had done dropped the album. I don't know when she dropped this album, but Chrisette Michelle had dropped the album called um, Better. And there's a song on the Chrisette Michelle album. Um, it's called um, Love Won't Leave Me Out. Uh, here I go with my heart wide open. I'm all frustrated again. See, I locked it up, threw the way the key. Said I never let no one in. Like, that's literally how I was feeling. Like, I literally stopped talking about love now mind you this is me a girl who loved love but the way it went down I was like I'm done I can't I'm not gonna do this I'm no I, I can't go through that again I'm just I'm straight so now the one thing that I love I just went ahead and suppressed I'm like, not dealing with that whatever so fast forward I skipped a couple Sundays and then at one particular Saturday night before the Sunday where the uh where something happened um that was the worst night of my life because also on that Chrisette Michelle album was a song called um get through the night and basically she was saying like um let tonight be this lonely something 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 anyways the song is talking about how like she's broken or whatever but you know uh the morning won't be like the nighttime can't wait till the sunrise can't wait till um her true love happens again so yo Chrisette Michelle album was everything for me during that time okay and so (laughs) so um I go to church on that Sunday and something in me was like get baptized in the Holy Spirit get baptized in the Holy Spirit. So the pastor's talking, the pastor's talking. And something to me was like, get up and go to the front of the church. Get up and go to the front of the church. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Get up and go in front, go, get up and go in front of the church. So I go in front of the church and um, I get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, I have never shared that on this type of platform. So anybody who hear this, I've never expressed like how I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and it changed the game for me. It changed the game for me. Okay, because the during the brokenness and the bitterness and the abandonment, because I felt like God, uh, the guy had abandoned me. I felt like white picket fits had abandoned me. And so during all of that, the jealousy, being jealous of the new relationship, during all of that, God gave me his spirit. And so what I tried to turn away from, which was love, God gave me love because God is love. And he gave me his spirit in the midst of that. When I tell you that should be on the shelf by itself, And so during that process, I thank God how he handled me. Like he didn't judge me. He let me weep. He let me cry. He let me yell. He let me do what I needed to do. And as I began just pouring my heart to God, as I began spending time with God, falling at his feet, as I began to just praise and worship and all these things, the abandonment started falling off. 
the bitterness, the jealousy, all of those things that came from that pain fell off and it was replaced with God's love. When I tell you ball game, it's a different ball game. So now God gave me his spirit and I just always thought like, God, why me? Like I was sinning. I was doing all these type of things. And God was like, cause you are my child and I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he did just that. He did not leave me nor forsake me. Like that time spent with God, it changed how I look at love now. Like I'm more empathetic and I'm more compassionate I'm more understanding I'm more patient because I'm, I'm more forgiving because God was all of those things for me because God could have been like uh-uh girl you're around here doing too much uh-uh wallow in that pain you thought Chrisette Michelle was gonna make you hope don't keep listening to her like I, <laughs> he could have been a lot of things but oh my god God loves me and so much so that that man gave me his spirit you hear me gave me his spirit so now the holy spirit is within me now i'm getting convicted now the drink i want to pick up holy spirit like girl get water now the the marijuana i may want to smell ah, don't do that now the guy i want to entertain ah, don't even bother like now i got this spirit in me that is leading and directing me and guiding me but y'all i the thing is when that happens you still have to do the work i still gotta read my word i still gotta uh, spend time with christ i still gotta do these things because you can fall off and if i'm being honest over the years i did fall off i became inconsistent but the focus is that time period of when God loved on me when he allowed me to just cry he he was so kind he was so gracious he just held me he just he was patient with me he was patient with me because that was days I was like Lord what we doing this I'm, I'm like mad and God took all that out of me with his love like do you know how crazy it should be on the shelf by itself and I thank God, I thank him so much that he did not let me go down like that. I, like God, there's there's peace in God's love. There is joy in God's love. There is rest in God's love. I tell y'all, boy, when I tell you I wasn't sleeping, there is rest in God's love. Like the best thing that ever happened to me was getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. The best thing. But I think what was... Even better than that is that I chose God for myself. Like when you're younger, your parents tell you to go to church. Your parents tell you to uh, join the church. Your parents tell you to um, get saved. It's something special and it's something different and it's something intimate about when you choose God and God chooses you. Like, like his love, yo, I, oh, help me Jesus God love like you know how the Bible says like love conquers all now I understand that love conquers all because God is love God created love and so now I know what it means to love now I understand like hey I got to be forgiven I got to be patient so now because before like I'm not gonna lie I cut people out left and right I was a little mean had a little attitude here and there I was kind of low-key selfish all of that now when stuff happens in my like relationships or my friendships like I come at it from a different angle I, I try to come at it with love I try to come at it to understand the other person but man I thank God that he did what he did for me he did what he did for me so now I'm living my life now I'm past white picket fans I ain't even checking for buddy no more I'm moving on moving on moving on fast forward to a couple years somehow some way white picket fans then came back I said oh I feel like God is testing me 
like God is testing me. And I'm like, Lord, listen, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. I don't know what this is about to be, but I trust you. Because at this point, I, I don't even boy, I don't got nothing for you. I ain't got nothing for you. Now, I remember he asked to go to lunch. So I went to lunch with him one day and I have to be honest, y'all, I prayed so hard <laughs> before I went into that restaurant because I was about to sit across from somebody who had broken my heart to the point where I had, I was doing stuff I had no business doing. The funny thing about it is that he had no idea he had no idea. We had never communicated. He had no idea. So I decided to go to this lunch and um, I sit across from him and y'all, I was like, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm gonna be honest. A part of me, maybe like 5% of me wanted to see if I was still important to him. I, I did. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest. 5% of me wanted to. 95% of me was like, I don't even care if you do or don't. But that 5% of me was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. But it was a very platonic lunch, and I had never, ever seen him again to this day. But back to Jesus, God knew how much I love love, and I think God had to do that to be like, hey, what you think is love is not even, is not is nowhere near what love really is if you include me in it if you include me in love it's a different ball game you get a whole different outlook on love because the way God's love covered me and when I look back on my story or whatever I think God had he had his protection around me that was God's love the guy who was in DC that was God's love my therapist that was God's love this is all of God's love before I knew God's love and I look back on it and be like dang God that was your love right there that was you covering me that was your grace that kept me from not getting into that car accident when I was living in Tampa doing crazy stuff that was your love who said hey uh-uh, go home that was your grace and I it's, it's, it's different when you're in the midst of it and you don't know what it is. And then you get out of it and you look back and you're like, dang, God, that was your love. That was your love. That was your grace. That was your mercy. That was your goodness all before I chose you. So now that I have chosen him, ball game. It is a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It is a wrap. It's like not even a game. It's a wrap. Today's episode is sponsored by Manifestation. No, I don't have a wine sponsorship yet, but I will soon. Because at the end of the day, Jesus is on my side, baby. You hear me? (laughs) Jesus is on my side because even during that process with God's love, my confidence started coming back. Now my validation is in God. It's not in man. Now I care about what God says about me, not what nobody else says about me. Now my self-esteem coming back. Now I'm feeling myself again. Now I'm back how I was before, but now I'm better than ever because now God is part of the equation. Before it was in my own strength, I was a little confident. There's a different confidence when you got the confidence with God versus the confidence by yourself. Now is God told me I'm this. God told me that I'm that. Not man. God told me these things. And I just love God for what he did for me during that season. And so God's like, yeah, I'm going to use love for my introduction because that's what you obsessed with. I'm going to use the very thing that you are obsessed with. So I can introduce myself to you so I can change you so you can understand that whatever you need, whatever you need, you I got everything that you need, everything that you need, like 
everything that I need. God got it. He got it. And so I'm just so grateful of where I am now. And so I did this 40 day fast um, this year. Now, normally, which is the Daniel fast, which is 21 days, which actually, y'all, when I got baptized, that was the first year, the following year, that was the first year I started doing a day fast. And I've been doing a day fast um, every year, except for two years. And those two years, my life was in shambles. <laughs> my life was in shambles. <laughs> Because I just feel like I got to give God the first, you know, of the year. And so this particular year, um, I did 40 days. I was led to do 40 days. Normally I do 21, but God spoke to me and I had to do 40 days. So I did 40 days. And during this fast of 40 days, you um, or I, I don't engage in nothing or no one but God. So I'm not checking for social, 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 dang, I can't even say it. I'm not checking for social media, not on Instagram. Um, I don't really answer my phone calls. I don't make phone calls. Uh, I'm in my word. I'm in my word. I'm falling at his feet. I'm allowing him to do the transformation that he needed to do because this particular fast, I needed to declutter my space. I needed to declutter my heart. I needed to declutter my space. And what happened was, um, I had called my friend June. Shout out to June. I love her dearly. I called June and I said, hey, June, I need you to pray for me. Now, there's something about having friends, okay, that'll pray for you, that would drop what they're doing and pray for you. I called June. I said, hey, June, I need you to pray for me. She said, hold on, girl, let me get the kids together. Got the kids together in five minutes. She got on that phone and we went to praying. It's something about having women around you that pray for you so shout out to g5 i love y'all too um i called june and i'm like june i need to pray for me so june is praying for me and i never forget she was saying like how everything is dead everything is dead and all things will be made new and one thing about june baby uh if you don't want to hang out with jesus don't hang out with june that ain't that's just not how it's gonna work okay because <laughs> she is truly a woman of god she is so important to me i love her dearly um and so i remember praying with her or whatever so now i'm decluttering my house i'm decluttering my space but at the same time god is decluttering my heart and during this fast god had to clean some things up so if y'all don't notice i have not said one curse word i haven't used profanity i have not you know why because it's no longer in me because god had to take that out of me like god is like hey i got some places i'm trying to take you and i can't take you with that nasty mouth i can't take you with that filthy mouth because you can't use that mouth to bless and curse you can't do that i can't i can't have you doing that that's why y'all don't hear any of my old episodes i had to take those down because that doesn't reflect who i am becoming in god and what god wants to do in my life so i had to take all those down because it's just it's just not cute on top of that i have a three-year-old daughter very beautiful 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 bailey is just absolutely amazing y'all bailey is a move okay i just don't want her talking like that now i still have friends who do curse but now everybody understands i don't curse no more right and so god's like i gotta clean up your language so what he did in that fast he cleaned up my language but then he also cleaned up my attachment style now of course you know psychologists will tell you that your attachment style is developed at a young age based on your relationship with your parents the is determines your attachment style and so my attachment style is like dependency and things of that sort um which i think at a young child you should depend on your parents heck they brought you in the world but <laughs> anyways anyways so um god had to show me like hey you are attached to everybody but me and it's crazy because again my relationship with christ has been inconsistent and so it's not god that moves from me it's me that moves from god right if i don't read my word if i'm not praying if i'm not fast if i'm not doing what i'm supposed to do then yeah it's gonna seem like god is farther and farther away from me but he like baby girl i haven't moved that's you over there skipping and hopping all over the world and just forgetting about me uh-uh but i thank god for his holy spirit and how he's always at the uh, door of my heart just knocking like hey girl i'm back hey girl i'm back hey girl i'm back i appreciate god for that right 
And so he had to clean up my attachment style because I was a person who, uh, again, was attached to people, places, and things. It is what, <laughs> okay, now, <laughs> it is what it is. And so my my value system has always been God, family, and then everything else. So everything else fall under, like, money, uh, my career, my friends. It's God, family, then everything else. But I will admit there have been times where I did put money before God, where I did put family before God, where I did put friends before God, where I did put certain situations before God, i.e. my trust is in those things and not in God. And so um, God's like, hey, I need you to do something about that because I will wipe all that clean. Okay, everything that you are attached to, I will take it away because one, I gave it to you, which means I have the power to take it away. So I would advise you to get your heart right. Get your heart right because I can snatch your husband. I can snatch your daughter. I can snatch your career. I can snatch your home. I can snatch everything that you have put value in. I will snatch it all. So go ahead and get yourself together. And he had to work on me with that. He really had to work on my heart with that. He had to say, hey, attach yourself to me because at the end of the day, all those things flow from me. Like I provide that. So why would you not want to attach yourself to the source and not the resources? Baby, we had a whole argument going up in my house. Okay. (laughs) Cause I'm like, Lord, if you take my child, we're going to have a problem. Like this is just what it was. And now I'm okay. If he takes my child, I'm okay. If he takes my home, I'm okay. If he takes my career, I'm okay. If he takes my house, I'm okay. If he take whatever he needs to take, because the guy I serve is whatever he takes, he's going to replenish it tenfold. So I'm like, dude, I'm okay. Cause even if I lose those things, I still have a sound mind and I got a peace of mind because I'm attached to the source, which is Christ. Right. And so that's where I'm at with it. Like I'm cool. Do what you got to do. Shift some relationships if you got to. Shift friendships if you got to. Do whatever you got. Shift the entire atmosphere if you got to. The other thing I had to do during this fast is now with decluttering my space, I'm so intentional with my home. Like, I clean my home from top to bottom. I pray over every room. I pray over my kitchen. I pray over the bedrooms. I pray over uh, the guest room. I pray over the office. I pray over the living room. I pray over the dining room. I pray those things that I want my house to reflect because at the end of the day, I got to create an environment for God to dwell. In this season and going forward, I have no time for playtime. I have to create environments for God to dwell and I need God to dwell in my home. I do. And so I create environments for that. So I'm cleaning because you know how like when people come over or, you know, people about to come over, what you do? You're like, oh, I got to clean up this. I got to clean up that. Uh-uh, I can't have people coming to my house and my house all dirty. I keep that same energy for God. Why you want God coming into a dirty home? Why you want God coming into a house filled with anger and resentment and bitterness? Why you want God to come in that? Although that's his playground and he can make all things new with his love. But why you want that? Why you want that? I don't got time for God tripping over baby toys. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And so I have created this environment for God to dwell in my house. And I just love the atmosphere. Like, Lord, let your presence fall up in here. We're going to hang out. We're going to do some things. Like, we're going to have some fun up in this house. And you're going to have to know that if you step up in my house, baby, that God is in here, which means you is not, which means you're not going to leave how you came in. Like, that's just what it is. Like, I'm very intentional with that. And so, don't get it twisted, though. The enemy still be trying to come up in my place. He still be trying to do his little thing. But that's where I have to remind myself, 
who God is and what God can do. And sometimes I, I sometimes I fold. I had to call Coretta the other day. Shout out to Coretta. Call her the other day. And we had to have a conversation. But I thank God for that, that I have women around me who reminds me how good God is. Because sometimes you do fall to your flesh. I ain't perfect by no means. Don't get it twisted. I already told y'all my relationship with God is inconsistent. What I'm saying is, is that God is in me. And I appreciate that he put himself in me during my brokenness. And so I have no choice but to remember. I have no choice but to rejoice. Maverick City got a song called History. Um, you and I, we got history. We go way, way back. Baby, that is the truth. We do. We go way, way back. And so I have to um, set my environment for an environment that honors God, that says, hey, let your presence come up here. Hey, Holy Spirit, dwell up in this place. Have a seat at the table. Hey, water, turn it to wine. Do what you want to do. Like, I believe Jesus took a squig. I mean, it is what it is. He's the one who turned the water into the wine. <laughs> like, whatever. And so that's what I do. But not only that, um, I love myself different. Like, I'm so intentional with what I do. It's not even funny. Like, I'm so present with myself, y'all. Um, y'all can see on my Instagram how I like tease or whatever. The video y'all see, that's just the practice run. Like I had an already set the atmosphere and dropped my tea present with my tea. What y'all see is just for the reels. Like that's just me redoing the tea making, right? But I'm very present with things. I pray over everything. Y'all, I've I been in my bathroom washing my face. I'm like, Lord, let this cleanser cleanse his face. Let new skin be made. Like when I tell you Jesus says submit all things, and June had to teach me that. When I tell you Jesus says submit all things to him, I be in the shower cleaning my body. Lord, as I cleanse my body, you cleanse my soul. Like it's not a game. It's not a game. And all things are being made new. Physically, mentally, spiritually, all things are being made for me. I made new for me I got new skin y'all like not a game shout out to my estheticians shout out to my my wax girl okay <laughs> they help in the process but at the end of the day like I have to submit everything to him like I work out I work out different normally of course I'm an athlete so I think I have like muscle memory if that's the thing um I work out different. Like normally when I go into the gym, I'm going to going into the gym to like lose weight. I used to be the girl who's afraid to lift weights. So I'm like, I ain't trying to get bulky. Uh, no, not true. So I'm about to be real transparent, real transparent right now. Okay, so when I started my fast on January January 9th, uh, gosh, I'm about to tell y'all, I weigh 191, y'all. Okay, 191. I am now 177. Let's just round of applause round of applause for that but here's the thing um my body is different though um like I pay attention to like core like I love core exercises and not sit-ups and planks but like the deep core of the deep muscles right because what happened was when I had Bailey I gained like 70 pounds with baby. That's why y'all don't see no pictures of me pregnant. I was so insecure and I was just not feeling it. Bailey put some weight on me. Okay. And so when I had Bailey, um, she had split my abs. I just found this out though. Like maybe, um, earlier this year when I went to get my annual, I found out that I got um, DR. It's like, that's something rectile. Well, basically your abs split. And, I knew that because after I had Bailey, I asked the doctor, not my doctor, but I asked a doctor to check for me. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're fine. So I go on about my life not knowing that I had it. And so I'm working out, y'all. I worked myself up to a 60-second plank. You know how hard it is to work yourself up to a 60-second plank only for your doctor to tell you, don't do that. That's going to make it worse because now you've discovered that I actually have it. So now I don't do planks no more. I don't do crunches. I do like... uh, I do workouts or exercises that target my deeper abs. And when I tell y'all, <laughs> I can't stay out the mirror in my house. 
I cannot. I cannot. How Jocelyn said, I cannot. I can't. I can't say <laughs> so bad. I can't. But I'm proud of myself because now I'm very intentional with like what I eat. You know, y'all see me try this vegan life. And um, of course, when you're on a fast, you can't eat certain things. And so when I came out the fast, I decided to give up um, meat altogether. So y'all see a lot of oysters and a lot of the seafood because I love me some oysters. y'all. Oh, my God. And char-grilled oysters. You know, New Orleans has the best char-grilled oysters. That's where I first got uh, introdu- introduced to them. Man. <laughs> Baby, you want to make me happy. Just buy me some oysters, please. Okay. <laughs> buy me some oysters, some Mike and Ike's, the green box. Baby, that's all you got to do. Okay. <laughs> but anyways so I gave up meat um and there's certain things I gave up also but now I'm really like I research things about like your body and stuff I'm trying different teas but I'm very intentional how I handle myself like my body like I know my body in such a way like I never knew it before like I'm very present in like self-care before self-care was cute it was just put a picture on Instagram and say hey self-care Sunday no not anymore I'm really like intentional with my self-care like the way let me tell y'all something my shower and after shower routine is top tier okay I like to say like I polish my body because I I, uh, exfoliate every day and then I polish my body with the body wash but I don't use lotion I stopped using lotion like when I got pregnant with Bailey because I started just using coconut oil I don't even use lotion I don't dry off I air dry like yo my routine is top tier the products that I use is top tier my facial um products that I use shout out to my esthetician um everything is just top tier but I'm so present like I set the mood for my showers I set the mood when I'm meditating like I always used to meditate but now I'm really different with it and I'm just so present because I don't want to miss nothing time has became so important to me like before you know you're like I don't got time for that it was just like me just saying it just to say it but no seriously like I'm 36 years old I ain't getting no younger although I look 21 but it's just the way I handle things now, like boundaries are now being set. Um, even within my home, boundaries got to be set. How I handle Bailey is different. And all of that happened because I allowed God in those 40 days to transform for me. I remember I came out my fast and I called June and June saw me and brought baby about to cry on the phone. She's like, oh, my God, look at this glow. And it, 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 it is. It's a different ball game. You love yourself different when you come out of um, hanging out with Jesus. And so my friends know. My friends know don't call me. Don't text me. Don't do nothing when I'm hanging out with Jesus. They know. I had a homegirl come up to Atlanta and she was like, hey, I text you, but I realized it was the beginning of the year. So I knew you was hanging out with Jesus. Like they know. They know this. This is nothing to be played with. But I appreciate God for um always doing his work in me and even coming out the fast you know I still pray like you know Lord cover my cover my home or whatever you know I still tell him comes to my heart because every day is a new day every day is a new fight you got to make sure you God keep you covered and things of that sort but yeah I did that fast for 40 days and I was just so excited to do it um y'all I don't even drink uh liquor y'all like the girl put down liquor did y'all hear what I said your girl put down liquor I'm so in tune with what God got going for me that I don't I'm not sacrificing or risking it for nothing or no one like everybody can get in line at this point I'm so serious because I just feel like I need to be present and I need to be aware whenever God get ready to speak to me and I can't do that if I got liquor in my system I'm buzzed because one thing about me I don't drink just to drink I drink to get a buzz <laughs> like it is what it is what's the what to be drinking just to not feel the buzz like that's crazy to me I mean you don't smoke marijuana not to get high hello so 
<laughs> so I put that down too. I just don't. But I think the biggest change for me is that I don't use profanity. Y'all know I used to curse like a sailor. I just feel like everything needed a curse word so you could understand the magnitude of the message. And now it's like, and I'm not saying I'm better than nobody who curse. Because again, y'all can curse, but you also have to respect my boundaries. If you're in my presence, you can't be flying out the mouth cursing. You have to be like, hey, you know what? I love Holloway. I'm going to respect Holloway. I'm not going to curse in front of her. Like G5, even when I was still cursing, I knew not to curse in front of Corella and Boo and Fearon and Shayna. Now, me and Shayna by ourselves probably would curse. <laughs> but we knew because Corella and Boo and Fearon, well, Fearon would probably say like the the light words. But um, Corella and Boo, you knew coming into their presence, you can't play them type of games. Like, nah, 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 baby girl. And so you you can respect boundaries. Y'all can respect boundaries. But <laughs> but I just thank God for what he's doing in my life. And so when I had to, so when God and I talked about this episode, I was really nervous to talk about it because I'm like, Lord, this is not me. And God's like, yeah, I know you're a new creature. Like, duh, this ain't you. But I will say the biggest thing that I was afraid of, and I'm just being honest, was like, I did not want to lose me. I'm like, Lord, don't let me lose my personality because you know your girl vibrant. You know your girl bubbly. You know your girl can bring a smile to anybody. You know I can put a smile on anybody's face. Don't don't let me lose my vibe. Don't let me lose my goofiness. Don't let me lose my quirkiness. And God's like, I'm not going to let you lose none of that. Girl, I'm just going to add some layers. So I'm like, well, add away, baby. Add away. You hear me? <laughs> add away. Because if I think my, my personality is bomb now, just imagine when God get a hold of it. Like, what? Attaway, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. I cracked myself up. I know. I'm so corny, y'all. I be having jokes over here, and it's not funny. And I'm like, dang, I'm so corny. <laughs> but I love it about me. I don't care. But the other thing that's happening, too, is that everything that I suppressed about myself um, is coming back up. Now, if y'all heard me say before, like, I'm a creative person. But, like, I'm really, like, into creative arts. Like, I love music. I love poetry. I love, I was just watching Spoken Word last night. Like, I just love the way it come together. I just, it's it's just, it's, it's something about that that's just, oh, my God, it pulls on my heartstrings. That's why I listen to Rod Wave. Well, now I can't really listen to none of his music. I have to either listen to the clean version or don't listen to some of the songs at all. But, um... I listen to Rod Wave because Rod Wave, baby, he got a message in his song, okay? So that, that cold summer, I mean, that uh, cold December, <laughs> no more cold Decembers, lonely cold Decembers. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Rod, put me on the album. <laughs> but I listen. I love music. I love writing music. Yeah, I love key write music, y'all. Not to perform or to give away, but I just do it because I love to express my my spirituality and my creative self. I'm, so I'm back writing, I'm back doing poetry, I'm back doing things that just makes my soul free. And um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of different. I feel a different vibe about myself. My friend hit me up the other day. She's like, how you doing? I said, girl, I've got to be honest. I'm just enjoying this new self-confidence and new self-love that I have about myself. But it's only because of God. It's only because I allow God that time with me in those 40 days to do what he needed to do, to take out what he needed to take out. And he took out some things and then he placed some things um, in me. And so I'm just so excited. And I just know that if I just go to God, like I had to pray before I did this episode because it's only God that I'm allowed, that I'm able to even have this conversation with y'all. And so I, um, 
I go to God about everything, man. And I'm just like, Lord, whatever you got for me, you got for me. Whoever you got for me, you got for me. Whatever career you got for me, you got for me. Because the good thing about it is that at 36, I can look back on my life and say, hey, you know what? I, I did good. At 36, I did good. You know, I got two degrees. I was in my HR career field for overstatement welcome but I was there for uh, over 13 years and I made really great great money like I made a lot of money and so I could say like hey I, I I can look back and say I did good the thing about it is though is that I did all that and God got none of the glory because I did that in my own strength I did that with my own skill set now I can appreciate God that he designed me in such a way to be like this ambitious girl to be um this driven girl to be this girl who said I want to make something out of myself to to overcome the struggles that your parents went through to overcome the generational curses so uh, what I feed myself is important the books I read is important the people I hang around is important shout out to my book club girls first of all they are some beautiful women very smart women they're smarter than me I love to be around women who are smarter than me ain't got no shame in my game and so I'm very um intentional with what I feed myself and how I spend my time like when I tell y'all I got a routine it's not a game like I have a routine I'm always checking my clocks I'm like hey okay what time is this but I always give myself a day of rest like I give myself a day where I don't do anything the old me would be like oh my god girl you're lazy you're lacking you're slacking you ain't doing nothing no I do that because I don't want to get burnt out but the days outside of the rest day, oh, it's go time. It is. But I'm very intentional what I work on and how I spend my time and who I spend my time with. It is what it is. Um, because I, I can't sacrifice my purpose. I just can't. I can't sacrifice my purpose. And though I don't know what the end game is for my life, I trust God. And he has done enough for me and has told me enough to let me know that end game is best. Is, it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so I can't sacrifice that. Um, but, yeah, I'm very, I'm very intentional now with what I do with myself or whatever. Um, and so I just, I don't know. I, I just had a moment, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's to come. This podcast, when I first started this podcast, you know, the name of the podcast is nothing why I can't fix. And so my initial idea of this podcast, if you've never listened to my podcast, hi, I'm Andy. <laughs> it's a little too late. Hi, I'm Andy, uh, host of nothing why I can't fix. And initially this podcast was about generation of curses and, really really quick history so when I did this podcast initially it was about generation of curses about um, my mother and our relationship and how I felt how I felt towards her now God does what he does best in me and Ruby Jean we, we good to go baby okay Ruby Jean is good to go Ruby be watching Bailey on FaceTime so I can get work done in my house okay <laughs> it is not a game they be playing hide and go see while I'm over here doing laundry it is not a game so shout out to my mama but um it started like that and then it just kind of going into like just different things about life and so nothing why can't fix uh, was basically me saying like there's nothing wine can't fix if you're going through relationship problems get you a glass of wine if you're going through this wine 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 because I feel like wine is like the central thing that bring everybody together that's why you take wine to people's houses as a, as a present as a way of welcoming uh or thanking you for bringing me into your home I just feel like wine it's just um wine represents so many things but you hang out with Jesus and Jesus is like hey 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 nope 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 I know what you thought wine was going to be, but this is what this wine is going to be. And so as God is pouring this new wine into me, I got to pour it out. And so now I'm studying, like, what does wine mean according to the Bible? And low key, I think Jesus did take a squid. Like, why would Jesus turn water into wine? He wanted something too. And like, <laughs> and so I just think about these things that, um, about what wine represents and things of that sort. So now, um, the podcast, I don't know what God is doing with this. I honestly don't know. I really don't know. And, Part of that is very exciting because I trust God because I, if it's in God's hand, it's going to be all right. If it's in God's hand, it's going to be all right. And so 
I did a lot of talking on this episode. <laughs> I think this is by far my longest episode. But I just want to encourage y'all, okay? I want to encourage y'all to hang out with Jesus. Y'all can hang out with Jesus with me. You can't come to my house because I don't know you like that. But we can get some technology stuff going. <laughs> But I just want to encourage y'all. I hope this message was encouraging somebody. I hope somebody got something out of it because that's that's what I want. Like, I want you to get something out of this. So whether you went through a heartbreak, go seek Jesus. Whether you're going through something, go seek Jesus. At the end of the day, go seek Jesus. Go hang out with Jesus. And if you look back on your life, I promise you, if you look back on your life and you really, really pay attention to things that happen in your life, there is multiple times in your life where you was like, dang, that was God. And so if you know that that was God, go ahead and introduce yourself to God and let God be in your life. So I'm not going to talk no more. I'm going to end this episode, but I definitely appreciate y'all listening. You can listen to this on all streaming platforms. Make sure you follow me on IG. Don't follow me, but follow the, <laughs> the well, actually y'all can follow me too. Y'all can uh, follow the podcast, uh, NWCF podcast, nothing why I can't fix podcast. And I promise y'all that I'm going to get this video right. I promise y'all y'all going to see this face. I couldn't do it for this episode. I apologize, but I'm definitely going to get y'all. I'm definitely going to get in a position to where I can get in front of y'all faces. And I'm so excited for the guests that's going to come on. I don't know who's going to come on, but hey, God going to lead me to them and they're going to come on. So I'm just really excited about what's to come with this podcast, but I'm going to stop talking. And I definitely appreciate y'all for listening. And until next time, y'all stay blessed.